Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of the Total Sports Live podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. And if you miss any of our shows or even if you miss tonight's podcast, you can always, like I say, go check it out on demand at TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app. You can just search the TSL podcast and you can check it on your Apple or Android devices. That's all you got to do. Hit that download button. Check it out. It's all right there. As I said, we got a great show for everybody tonight. Everyone be it's great because we're back talking football, but wow, what a week! What a week has been. It's been a tale of two different weeks. Last week we were talking about, and not even last week, Monday we were talking about Eagles' victory over the Dallas Cowboys in overtime on a Sunday night, and now this week we're talking about another the Eagles' loss in horrible fashion. Eagles go down twenty to nineteen to the Miami Dolphins. But before we talk about before we talk about today's game, let me bring on my to people joining my my panel joining me for tonight, always joining me, the one and only my co-host Angela Montoni, and also joining me from TotalSportsLive.com, Jalil Phillips. So everybody, how's everybody doing? First of all, and it was a it was really much to pretty much a typical Philadelphia Eagles game. Literally, that game probably summed up the season in many in many aspects. Well, I just tied my ponytail so tight that I gave myself an eyelash. That's how much my frustrations are coming out. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, I'm just. Other than that, I am just jingles. How are you, Jovan? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Jalil, how are you doing? You should hear it in my voice. I know. Yeah, I can. <laughs> hey, Joe, how are you doing, man? It was it was a brutal game. Um. And I can tell we're going to have an interesting discussion here today. <laughs> so uh, we're going to see, I guess. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have an interesting show today. And uh, I think everybody's probably down to their last with us. So the Eagles lost today 20-19. to And it was so crazy because we thought that this game was going to be a blowout. You know, we we, probably, we were watching and probably thinking, oh, the Eagles are finally going to put a team away. They're going to blow them out. They're going to win this game going away. They scored 16 on answer. You saw Tannehill with a safety. They, the, the offense, Bradford is hitting Bellet, hitting not for two, hitting Selleck without no problem. The offense is clicking. Then it just slowly goes downhill. And, Angela, I'm just going to open this up and start with you. Where does this Eagles team go from here, and do you want this team to make the playoffs? Because I think we talked about them and we wanted to see them in the playoffs when we were talking Wait, after the, after, about it. after yeah, last week I think we did the Panthers when we talked about after the Panthers game as well. But yep. what is your thoughts just on those two questions I just posed? 
Uh, okay, well, honestly, and you know what, again, I, I really don't care if I get any kind of heat for, for this. I, I'm, I'm more than ready for it. Whoever wants to can just bring it, and, and you know, I don't, I'm more than ready for anything with this. Uh, I don't want them to make the playoffs. I really, really don't, because that just gives the system sheet another reason to say, oh, trust the system. I'm done trusting the system. I've been done trusting the system for over a year. And you want to know what? This team has progressively gotten worse progressively gotten worse. Mm-hmm. And to act like, first of all, to, to act like Sam Bradford's the answer is completely not the answer. And I don't think that Mark Sanchez is the answer either. I have wanted Sanchez to come in, and I got my wish. And I think, you know, he did okay considering I think the only thing that, that showed in this play was faithful lack of reps. And, you know, but I – Never thought that Bradford was the answer. He has historically made a glass. And let's be realistic here. He was not traded for to be, to come here and be the quarterback. Chip Kelly wanted to package him for Mariota, and Tennessee wasn't buying it. But the problem, what's problematic about that is, too, you look at all of the great quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, they were, they were all backups at one point. They redshirted for a couple of years. You can't just bring a kid out of college and chuck him in the NFL and hope for instant success. It doesn't work that way. And it's actually fun uh-huh. a lot of quarterbacks growth with that kind of system. So that logic was flawed from the jump. And you know, Bradford at his dink and dunk crap like, oh, I need seven yards, so I'm going to throw for five. Sam Bradford logic. Like, enough of this. And the fact that you give this guy that had no NFL experience before he came here the keys to the whole freaking car, not just his coach, but is in charge of personnel. You know, and you know what? You can go back. Go back three years ago. Replay the tape. I wanted Gus Bradley. That's who I wanted. And guess what? Not the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not so much the joke of the, the NFL anymore. And I was uh, when I came home from work, I came in, and my mom, like, had no idea. Asked, like, oh, did you know, they ever get to the playoffs with Chip Kelly? And I was like, yep, with Andy Reid's team. The only time the Eagles made the playoffs under Chip Kelly was with Andy Reid's team. And you could argue that that team was four and twelve when Chip came over or came on, but guess what? That mm-hmm. team was not four and twelve for lack of talent. That team was four and twelve because they quit on Andy and they let him throw himself under the bus and back it up and run himself over every single week. That team was not four and twelve for lack of talent. So no, no crap. They should have made the playoffs that year. And that was the only. And, and since then, he has dismantled what was here when he came here, and we have progressively slid downwards. And what we said last week was you have to beat the teams that you're better than. And although the Eagles are better on paper than the Dolphins, they didn't really show it in real life today. And it was disgusting. And mm-hmm. it was a despicable play of football. You go up, you, you, the first quarter, the end, it's 16 to 3, and then they lose. And they, they only had one field goal after the first quarter. You're not going to win any football games like that. No, you're, you're totally right about that. You're not going to win any football, football games like that. Uh, Jalil, pretty much the same questions. I don't know how you're gonna follow up that response. I mean, that was pure. Uh, that was pure heat. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> coming across the microphone. But same thing, where do the Eagles go from here? Because Angela brought up some great points. I mean, she also, like she said, she mentioned the only time the team went to the playoffs was with Andy, was with Andy's guys, and with the talent that Andy kind of acquired. And that talent isn't here no more. So where does this team go from here, and do you want them to make the playoffs? Well, the literal answer to the question of um, where they go from here is, 
<laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it, was a, it was a terrible <laughs> loss. I mean, I just, it was a terrible loss. And there's not many times that I'm speechless when it comes to certain games. Sometimes I see things coming. Um, I know last week I didn't. I was one of the very few people in Philly that thought, oh, this is not a gimme. You know, like that That team is talented, and the only thing they lack right now is direction when it comes to their coaching mm-hmm. staff and when it comes to uh, how well their defense plays. Um, and we saw exactly what happens when you lollygag around on offense. Um, mm-hmm. When you go up on the team 16-3, to and you take your foot off the gas pedal, you see what happens when you're playing against an NFL team. I mean, you're just you're going to give away that game if you're not going to keep scoring points. Um, right. It was just an all-around bad game. Uh, the offensive line got trashed in, from basically the second quarter on. Um, and Dominican Sue basically woke up in the middle of the second quarter and decided we're not going. He's not going to allow us to rush the ball any longer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Brent Selleck after the first quarter was you know virtually invisible. Our receivers were virtually invisible. Josh Huff, we, there was a Josh Huff sighting, guys. I mean, and then he disappeared yeah, that's again. Rare. So, and then he disappeared again. You know, I think the even more so than the loss, the loss of. The loss of the game, I think losing Ryan Matthews and Sam Bradford, man, that's those are two things right there that even if we won this game today, we would still be looking at this with a black spot on it. Um, mm-hmm. And we and we lost the game. So, you know, I don't even know. I think that the idea of not trusting of trusting the system, it's a little dead in the water right now. The system. I still believe in the system. I don't think we have the players for it. I don't. Be, I don't think we have the players for it, and that's very difficult. I agree you know, with you on that. I agree system, with you with that. You know, there's there's just so much that we've seen from this system about how and and how it works that can be effective. We have not seen the correct players in the system since, you know, Chip Kelly's first year, which was, as Angela said, not his team. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I, I gotta say, I was virtually speechless. I was usually I'm on Twitter and I'm like tweeting out different things that you gotta do in the game, and I'm just like, man, after the third quarter, I was just like, I don't even know what to say anymore. I feel like I'm wasting my time, feel like I'm wasting my characters on Twitter. I don't want to <laughs> go to the playoffs. You know what I mean? But right. at the same time, you know, at the same time, you gotta think, uh, what would Chip Kelly do now? What is Chip Kelly going to do now? Because, you know, he, he, he's he got Sam Bradford. At the end of the year, you got to think that they're not going to bring him back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that mm-hmm. it seems like a foregone conclusion, but you just never know with this guy, you know? Right, so you never like, know. Yeah. Well, Chip Kelly can um, go back to college. That's where he can go. Sorry, but I'm going to But for real, I mean, like, listen, I don't want to get into a same hinky situation with the Eagles. So how many years do we have to sit idly by twiddling our thumbs saying, it'll happen, it'll happen? You know, I don't think your window of, of margin of error really is that large in football. And, and it's just, I get what you're saying. And, yeah, I kind of understand it. Like I said before, I think he needs like a younger version of what Michael Vick was. Yeah. 
but yeah. but you can't you can't just give him you know in in an extended term of years to try to build something and then you know what five six seven years later down the road you real you finally realize it didn't work out I don't know about you guys but my dad's had season tickets since 1979 I want him to see a Super Bowl before he dies right uh, yes no I, I, agree. I, I, hear, I agree i hear i hear you and and i'm glad that you know you two bringing up both of you have bring up one central point and i think that it kind of it kind of it, it kind of this it kind of it kind of like what you what you both of you are saying you know it kind of mesmerized this game and it's the it's the lack of talent the lack of talent is not there it's not on the defense the talent is there the defense is played it wasn't so good today, but the deep, the talent is there on defense. The talent they're isn't exhausted, there. They're exhausted, Javon. Yeah, they are, and but the talent they're isn't exhausted. there on offense. And when we and when we talk about the and when we look at back at the offensive side, like Jalil said, the, the offensive line, Jason Kelsey, literally with a turn style today. The Dominicans who had a had a had a had a had a tremendous day. Bradford was sacked four times. I mean, me. I remember we we all did a show earlier this season where we were talking about Evan Mathis and the loss of Evan Mathis. There's no Mathis. There's no Harriman. You know, people just hurt. J- Lane Johnson is doing the best he can at last tackle, but he's the only person you're basically working with uh, with miss with mismatched guys on the offensive line. Your wide receivers, hey, see, you ain't got no talent at wide receiver. Miles Austin dropping catches. He's the fourth wide receiver on the team making plays. There's no talent at your wide receiver's position. Exactly. So like, so where do you go you, from here? Thank you, thank you, Chip Kelly. But what we really it, need when we say thank you is that's you. <laughs> <laughs> but and you two make another great point where, you know, you say, you know, Angela say, you know, we need a younger version of Mike Vick to work in his offense. And Jalil said, you know, this system can still work, but we don't have the right players. That is so true because when we look back to season one, where the Eagles had talent at wide receiver, they had the Deshaun's, they had the LaShawn's, they had the Jerry Macklin's, they had the Mike Vick running the read option to the best available ability. Their teams didn't know, hey, when that quarterback pulls the ball down, is he going to take it? Do I collapse on him? Do I collapse on the quarterback? Or do I follow that running back? And it gave this offense some dynamic, some dynamic capabilities, and it's just not there. And like I said, when we look at this offense, guys, the tight ends today, Zach Ertz, Brent Selleck, had 11 receptions, which was excellent. They, them two, really balled out today, without a doubt. Them two played, played that. Them two Hell played, yeah. uh, them do, them two played a hell of a game. Ertz, I mean, Selleck forced receptions for 134 yards. Ertz, seven receptions for 68 yards. Even the running backs, the running backs in total had 13 receptions, but your wide receivers of Aguilar, Huff, and Matthews only had nine receptions. What is wrong with that picture, Angela? What's wrong with that picture that, you know, your wide receivers only have nine receptions between the three of them, but your tight ends and Running backs nearly have twenty receptions. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what's wrong with it. it. It it just means that they're not getting open. I mean, anytime I've never seen an offense that operates without receivers like this one. Like seriously, <laughs> this, this team is operating without. Did you? I mean, think about this. And I know how many people must. A ton of people must not know this. I mean, who's our second receiver? Josh Huff. I mean, you can really pick one. Either Josh Huff or 
uh, you know, Nelson Aguilar or uh, Riley Cooper. You know, you, you could pick who it might Mary be. Mary I forgot he was on the team for a little bit there. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, did you know that you know Zach Ertz, you know, um, Brent Selleck, Demarco Murray, you know, uh, Sproles, and Ryan Matthews? They all have more catches. All three of our running backs have more catches than our second receiver. There's mm-hmm. something wrong with that picture. You know, I Very mean, much so. anytime, anytime, you know, there's, you know, there's Jordan Matthews and then there's a tight end and then three running backs without another receiver, there's, that's a problem. You know, it just means that there's a black hole on one of the receiver slots on the team and, and, and you just can't operate that way. You know, and I, it's so, and it's so tough to operate an offense that way. But not only that, you, you just, I don't know. I don't know. I really can't even explain what what they what, what this team, team can do about it. They just they literally lack the, the talent on offense. And don't even get mm-hmm. started about the offensive line because I literally saw this coming from five miles away and we still got hit by it. So, you know. I'm going to let Angela pick up on the offensive line. You hear Angela can pick up on the offensive line. But like Troy said, you know, you, we saw it five miles. We saw, we saw it coming down the line. We saw it coming. We talked about it earlier this season about how big of a loss of Evan Mathis would be. You let go Harriman. Then you, they, once again, did not. Chip Kelly, the GM, did not have no answer or response to that. And we saw the offensive line literally get pushed around. Nadama can sue. Pushed around the interior of their offensive of the offensive line, and Sam Bradford ultimately paid and got hurt in the process of it. Well, you're right, and you know, in terms of not harping on anything, I mean, that's not really who I am. So I will continue to harp on it as, as long as I have breath. It was the complete wrong <laughs> move to cut Avid Mathis. It was it was you know, it was just colossal ego to get in the way, and this is like another fundamental problem I have with Chip. Why was he not only made the head coach, but in charge of all the personnel when he had zero NFL experience when he came here? I mean, that's his recipe for disaster. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I, – you, with as well as Evan Mathis performed, I mean, it, isn't it really just commonplace at this point in sports for everyone to try to go renegotiate their contracts every year? Like, there's been a precedent set where, like, everyone who pretty much go re- renegotiate their freaking contracts. Even yeah, if it's out of bounds, everybody does it. But you want to know what? Because he, because Chip Kelly acted like a petulant child and cut him, what did he do? He went in the offensive line. And maybe Bradford would have performed better if he had better protection, but that's neither here nor there, and we can't really, we can't really, you know, debate on that because we don't have the proof of that. But there have been players that Chip Kelly has cut because he just simply didn't like them. And you want to know what? I have, I, we have all come in, in contact with people in jobs, in, in, in student organizations, in every pretty much walk of life that we don't necessarily like. But you don't throw them under the bus because it's not the adult thing to do. Right. And I said the main no. problem with him, I said the main problem with him when they hired him was that he is not used to dealing with professional talent. He's used to dealing with kids whose scholarships he can threaten. And he's used to dealing with kids who he can bench and they could, they could limit their NFL dress prospects. He's used to dealing with people that he has leverage on. 
and not dealing mm-hmm. with NFL talent. So what did he do? He dealt with NFL talent, and some of the guys that he just didn't like, he did the same damn thing that he did in college. But guess what? This doesn't work in the NFL. You're going to be dumb enough to let the likes of LaShawn McCoy go. You're going to let Johnny Macklin go for an extra $2 million, which you had in salary cap. Guess what? There are going to be some other teams paying. And you're going to be the laughing stock of the NFL, which you pretty much are. And your system only works as far as it can take you. And the thing is that's really problematic is with the fact that the offense is not on the field as much, that offense needs to learn to huddle because they have to give that defense a break. Because I wonder at what point does that defense just throw up its hands and say, you know what, you're not doing anything to help us out, we quit. That defense is on over 40 minutes a game. At what point do they just throw their hands up and say, yo, you you know what, you do you, you win the game, we're done helping you. You don't do anything for us. No, you're – I'm so so hard – I'm so hard-pressed to believe what the rationale was that this guy was given, again, the complete keys to the car. He had he had no NFL experience when he came here. Uh, if he's the head coach, that's fine. I'm not going to argue that point, but why in the hell is he made in charge of personnel? And you can make that analogy. You can make that you can make that analogy even in the Philly baseball, right? So Ed Wade, not really a great general manager, but you know what Ed Wade was was really good at? He was really great at scouting talent. Ruben Amaro, probably good at making some like really, you know, like dicey wheel and deals that looked good in the short term. But Ruben couldn't draft the talent to make up for what he what he lost when he made the trades. You know, that's the thing. Like well, at one point I trusted Chip Kelly to coach what was on the field. He ruined and tainted it based on his just lack of ability to know what the hell to do in the draft. And, you know, I'll give him Jordan Hicks, but now we won't really know how that pans out the rest of the season because he's out. But, you know, you mm-hmm. give him – he had no experience with this kind of shit. And I just – I'm sorry, this kind of stuff. And I don't – I just don't think that – he really – this is a recipe for disaster written all over, and I don't think Jeff Lurie's ego above all else will let him get rid of him for at least another three, four years. So we might be stuck in this vicious black hole, feeling that like we woke up in an episode of the Twilight Zone every every day because we spent <laughs> you know, about 10 years – we spent about 10 years with the Eagles going to the playoffs every single year, and now it's like we're in the basement of our, our crappy division. Right. You know, no, you're, totally, you're totally right. Go ahead, Twain. Okay, all right. Jeffrey Lurie, uh, he said when he first when he first gave control over to Chip Kelly that uh that if he he believes that he wanted a he, he first of all he always wanted a coach like Andy Reid. Someone he can give everything to, all the rings. Um Andy Reid I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but Andy Reid had the NFL experience to back it up. Right. Well that's that's the fatal flaw that he had. Um he thought that, you know, given Chip Kelly, the the two years was going to be enough for of him to get acclimated, and then he'd give him the reins. But really, that was the plan all along was to give Chip Kelly the reins to make all the personnel decisions. That's what Andy Reid had. That's what he wanted in Chip Kelly. Um, I think that he by by doing that, he uh, he really took away the team's greatest greatest asset in Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman. Uh, technically, he was promoted, you know, but, I mean, everyone knew. It was really a demotion with, with mm-hmm. an increase in pay, you know. It was, yeah, cause right. was, cause, cause, he was always a better scout. He was always a great agreed. scout. You know, it was just – it was unfortunate the way he, – he, he, got, he got pushed out the 
he got pushed out the front door and then invited back in. You know, with right? Because they had got so, because they had got rid of Gamble before then, a couple of weeks before right. they made the decision. Exactly. You know, so it's unfortunate the way it went down. But I will say this. Um, you know, Chip Kelly. I don't think that. I don't know if this has anything to do with, you know, his ability to deal with grown men as opposed to dealing with students. I mean, I just, I simply don't don't know about the interactions between them like that in order to to know how that would go. But I'm just going to keep pointing to the things I can see. And right now, the team's not executing. The team's just not executing, and it's not, it's so boring to say that. It's so. You know, it's, it's it's such a boring idea that you can just be like, oh, they just did next to you. Oh, they did next to you. Oh, they didn't do this. Oh, they didn't do that. But really, that's all it takes to lose, you know. All it takes is a missed block, and then Sam Bradford's out for the rest of the week. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's really unfortunate that it's ending up this way. Um, and it's, and I think at the end of the season, Jeffrey Lurie would, would be kidding himself not to at least appoint some type of uh, – some type of helper to some type of scouting help for Chip Kelly to make those basketball decisions, or at least tell Howie Roseman, "Hey, listen, man, I'm I'm sorry. We'll give you another pay increase, but listen, we need you to help us with these scouting decisions. We need you to help us in the front office again." Um, it's just, it's just <laughs> there's nothing for me to say to this. I mean, Angela's has literally been throwing darts at the situation, and I've just been loving every bit of it. So. Because I don't think I don't think he deserves another chance. I think that I think it's done. I think the the experiment is over. He is cut. The system doesn't work. And your hurry up offense is all well and dandy as long as your defense can keep the points off the field. But when you expect them to get out there and play forty minutes a game, they're going to get tired. I will say I like this, though, that defense I'll... they play forty mm-hmm. minutes a game, but they only give up twenty points. I mean, any team that's any defense that's only giving up 20 points a game, that's a winnable game. In exactly. The and you, You're supposed and to win you that are game. So, you are so right there. And their defense has continued to impress. But the extra five minutes here and the six minutes this game and the three minutes this game and the 11 minutes that game, it all adds up at the end of the right. season. You know, they're not going to be able to finish the season. And, again, this is just not a team that is built to play a full four quarters of football. It's just not it, – it, it's just not – that's not how they're built. They, but wasn't, they scored, but you 16, they scored it, 16 points in the, four, in the first quarter. Like, so why in the hell did they finish with 19? And, and you say that, and it's just – and it goes back to the same notion. They said this team's not built to play four quarters. Wasn't well, Chip Kelly teams like that in Oregon? It really wasn't built to play in tough four-quarter game. They were built to play – the offense gets off to a hot start. Offense gives the defense a lead, get up 21-0, to 14-0, let the defense pin his ears back to go to work, attack the quarterback, blitz, do whatever. You know, they try to make it a fast-paced game where you put the team away early and let the defense do their thing. I would, I would not like only to say I do want to – You know, you do a better. Gordon Bombay, go back to your docks. Like, go read it Emilio Estevez. Like, you, you, yeah, that's – Flying V all the way. Just go back to Oregon and do it, and don't do it in Philadelphia. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, we only because we only have uh, we only we only have three minutes left here on the pod. Um, I do say I, I run a better, I better, I, I think all of us runs a better hurry up offense and no a uh, very no huddle offense better than the Eagles do. We, I think we run those better on that and than the Eagles do in real life. Just saying that we probably do that much better than they do. 
But, you know, this game, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting because they – it's like – I think we said this last week. They can't play every game. I think we said this last week where we said every game going forward, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, they're winnable games and they're must-win playoff games. Now you, you you came in the last – you came in this week saying, you know, they can win this game. They can come out with a W, you know, 5-4, five and, five and four, you know, right behind the Giants. You know, he was going to, you know, we had the feeling he was going to lose. They barely lost. And then you're thinking, okay, now you got Tampa up next. You got Detroit up next. You know, if you win those two, you're, now you're strung together a four-game winning streak heading into New England and take the Patriots. Now you can't even think that way after this team has just literally stunk up the joint against a team that literally had the interim coach at the helm, and they're trying to figure out things. And the defense played really good today, for real, for real. If you want to be honest, the defense played good. They shut down the two-headed monster, Lamar Miller, and Jay Ajaye, the rookie running back from Boise State. They shut that down. The the, the the Dolphins receivers didn't really do anything great. Right. I was, <laughs> it was just by the that e- defense. Right. It was just the Eagles offense and special teams shooting themselves in the foot. That's really what it comes down to. Well, to be fair, that one penalty on the special teams that returned with Darren Sproles, like the guy, the guy like barely whiffed him and got called. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. That was that was that was very ticky tack. But that's yeah, that, like, gonna, cost uh, the Eagles like twenty five yards. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna wrap up the show here tonight on the Total Sports Live podcast. I think that I like for everybody. I, I like to thank everybody for tuning in here on Blog Talk Radio. If you missed if you missed this podcast, you can check it out on BlogTalkRadio.com backslash Total Sports Live, or you can check it out on TuneIn Radio. Just make sure you download the TuneIn Radio app. Follow us on there as well uh, and search the TSL podcast. We'll be able to find all our latest podcasts there. Just make sure you download like Apple and or Android devices. Uh, we'll probably talk to you guys next weekend, next Sunday as well, as we hopefully the Eagles can get a victory against the Buccaneers. Who knows, but for me, Angela and Jalil, everybody have a good one out there, and we'll talk to you guys same time, same place. Next week here on Block Talk Radio. Everybody have a good one. Bye, everyone. Good night.